Come on. Hello, dear listener. Before we get into today's show, quick ask. If you find value in today's show or you've gotten value out of a previous show, please leave us a quick five-star review. Be super grateful. Thanks a lot. The strong, the powerful Joseph Fung is here on Money Savage Create. Welcome, Joseph. Thanks for having me, George. Looking forward to the conversation. Yeah, me too. Joseph is the CEO of Uvaro. He is a serial entrepreneur and early stage investor. He is the host of the Seller's Journey podcast. Again, I'm excited to have you on. Joseph, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Oh, absolutely. So uh, I'm an engineer turned entrepreneur. I've got two young kids. They are uh, four and nine, and that keeps my hands full. So between work and kids, there's not a lot of room outside of it. But why I do what I do, I mean, I love starting companies, but Uvaro has been such an eye-opener. We're helping people transition out of industries where they're being left behind and moving into tech and seeing the the differences in their lives has been the most rewarding company, the most rewarding journey I've ever been on. So I'm having a blast. Nice. So the whole learn to code thing, that's, that's, that's obviously that was, uh, I, I forget where that actually came from. I think it was more of a disparaging thing when, when there were coal miners in West Virginia that, that were losing their job and somebody said, well, they just need to learn to code. That's tongue-in-cheek, obviously, but there are a lot of people who are losing their jobs or the industries are changing. And so getting into tech, that is not an unrealistic thing. Totally. And it's really funny because everybody starts from the same perspective. Learn to code. If I want to be in tech, I need to be a coder. And (laughs) that works for some people. I mean, I'm an engineer. I I get it. I love it. Uh, uh, The introverted part of me just enjoys that. But when you look at major tech companies, it's only a small portion of their team that works in engineering. You look at a large publicly traded software company, 14, 18% of their expenses are in engineering. But you look at sales and marketing, you're tipping the scales like 25, 30%. So if you actually want a career in a tech industry, that sales, marketing, that customer facing side of the organization is rich with opportunities. And the reality is there's this huge gap. you want to get into engineering, there are amazing engineering schools, tons of amazing programs. But you want to get into sales and marketing, the tech industry over the next 10 years is going to add 800 billion in sales. To do that, they need a quarter million more sales professionals. And if you look at today's college and university system, it's going to take them 80 years to train that up. So hmm. if you want to talk about a, an opportunity, getting into sales and marketing at a tech company, I mean, there's way more doors open and you've got way better negotiating leverage because there's a much bigger need for talent there. Interesting. So how did you come to sort of realize that and become passionate about it, passionate about it enough to, you know, devote time and energy and resources to it? So, so I'm a tech entrepreneur. I've gone, I've gone through this five times uh, and I've always built the first version of my project. I am, I am that advocate for learning to code. So don't get me wrong. I love that side <laughs> of the business. Building the sales and marketing side of it has always been the tougher part of the equation. And my most recent company was building sales software. So we were selling to sales organizations. And when I realized that it wasn't just me that was struggling to build sales and marketing organizations, every tech company does, I realized that this is a more systemic problem. 
And I, our team is a repeat founding team. We've always been so deeply passionate about diversity, inclusion, equality, and seeing so many people who are maybe newcomers to the country or don't have the right education or don't have the right network struggling to land these really good jobs. We recognize there's a real human cost that we need to address and an opportunity to help solve a big business problem. And it has just been gangbusters ever since. Nice. Okay. I appreciate that. So it's always, always a challenge to find good people and you want to try to recruit the best people and then retain them and, and help them live the kind of lives that they want to live. And obviously it sounds like you're passionate about that and have been working on that problem for, for, for a long time and having, what was the term that you used? It's, it's a, it's, 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 it's the repeat C-suite. That's it, a repeat founding team. The yeah. repeat founding team. Okay, so that's obviously given you more bandwidth to be able to to focus on those finer details versus, you know, it's just people who are just struggling to kind of keep everything moving. Um, so when when you are thinking about or as you've developed this platform to help people to actually get these jobs, what what are the key areas or competencies that 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 that, that you look to? Yeah, it's 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 a fascinating a fascinating mix. So if you speak to a head of sales, a senior executive at a software company, you say, hey, if you're looking for uh, a sales rep, what are you looking for? Number one, they talk about experience. It's a huge experience gap. Hey, we need somebody who's got experience to land this role. So if you don't have experience, where do you get started? So that's the first thing that we tackle. Uh, in our, our program, we include an internship program to so get an opportunity to do real sales work at a real company, earn a buck while you're doing it, and actually build that experience in your resume. So now when you're interviewing, they say, what's your closing rate? How do you handle these tools? How do you handle these objections? You've got some real stories. Um, so that's number one. The second thing, and this is, I think, it, if I was going to point to anything as a dirty little secret, I'd say it's the dirty little secret in tech, is that the industry is still pretty young. And so the industry looks for kind of rules of thumb or proxies when they're making decisions. You, you kind of look and walk and talk and smell like a tech sales professional. And oftentimes that comes down to um, maybe you had experience in competitive sports, you're outgoing, you know how to use the words like ARR and churn and upsell. <laughs> you know what this means. And the reality is very often it's, it's also just on top of the tools teaching people how to use the right words, how to use the right jargon. Mm. I'll, I'll give you one example. Software as a service, the acronym, S-A-A-S. We say SaaS. And I remember talking to one founder early on in our journey and saying, yeah, we're working with these incredible professionals. They've sold everything from Harley Davidson's to advertising. Uh, and they came into the interview and said, yeah, I can't wait to get a, an S-A-A-S job. And that tech founder, that executive, laughed. It's like, well, if they did that in our interview, they'd be out right away. And it's an amazing position of privilege to say just because somebody said the acronym instead of the word, you're going to reject them from the interview. Yeah. So a lot of our processes is also teaching people the lingo, giving them all of the, the role play exercises to, to deliver what's expected in the interview cycle too. Nice. It's kind of like giving someone a cheat sheet for the interview and the hiring process as opposed to just sending them in blind. No, I, I totally get it. Need to be able to do that. Talk the talk, all that good stuff. So 
how have you been able to, or just tell me a little bit about how you developed a network of companies to be able to plug these folks into for internships? Sure. So uh, the nice part of being a repeat repeat founder is that you tend to work with the same companies again and again. I mean, if you, if you build a great product and you help a customer's business, the next time you, you launch a company, uh, you know, they're inclined to give you a shot at it. So you've got a rich network from, from past companies, but the real... Uh, the real unfair advantage is we built sales technology for the last few years. We built a platform to help teams run their sales processes. So if you imagine going to sell a product instead of memorizing books and videos, we gave you battle cards and cheat sheets right in the moment. Uh, and we power over 6,500 sales playbooks hmm. across North America. And so we could see which teams were growing, were hiring, were scaling. and when you've got a vendor who's already powering your sales playbook and then they've got an offering saying, hey, do you want some really highly qualified sales talent that you, you don't need to pay for, you don't need to pay a recruiting fee, uh, their ears definitely perk up. Uh, and that's made it a lot easier yeah. to get introductions for all of our grads and students. Brilliant. Nice. Okay. So making sure that, that you can close that experience gap, what sort of jumped into my head and you're probably familiar with this is the whole medical sales thing. The only job, way you could get a job in medical sales back in the day was you had to have 10 years of experience in medical sales. So this is probably no, no different than that. Um, and then they need to be able to, to talk the talk and w- what are some of the other ways that, that you're helping these folks tool up? A large part of it is giving them the right tools to, to maintain the right mindset. And, and this is where I think it's actually most relevant to your audience. That idea of being intentional about your future and about your goal setting. A lot of the things that you do when you're thinking about your personal finances, your investment planning, all apply directly to your career. So you know, how are you going to learn the right skills to land the right job? How are you going to give value in your network so that when you're out selling, you can get that value in return? Um, how do you choose the right actions that are gonna yield the right results? So I'm gonna give you an example. Uh, a lot of sales reps who entered the tech sales industry uh, think that you know their job is you know to hunt down every prospect, drag them across the finish line, close the deal. But in tech sales, the real value is actually maintaining the relationship because it's all recurring subscriptions, which means a customer that's not entirely thrilled is one who's gonna cancel, and that's not as valuable to the company. So what's more valuable is finding the right customer and stopping the process of wasting time on bad prospects. So early on in the sales cycle, disqualifying leads. When you get to a prospect and saying, you know what, maybe this isn't the right solution for you, passing on them, saying, let's talk again in a year, optimizing your time really early on so that you can yield the right results. Because you could waste six months on a bad deal and they cancel, you don't earn commission. It's kind of like when you're investing and you're budgeting, being really focused on what are the top priorities and then spending your time, you know, your, your most limited asset on the right opportunities. Uh, and we spent a lot of time in our classes helping people think about their sales activities as a system and helping them optimize where they choose to invest their time. Yeah. Well, that certainly makes sense. The more we can be 
intentional about that and recognize what's essential and what's not. Um, obviously, that that's going to be a benefit in every aspect of, of life and certainly within sales. So I appreciate that. So how does the program actually work? I sign up for it. It's online. It's in a classroom. Totally. So uh, anybody can apply regardless of geography, you know, uvaro, uvaro.com. Um, we do have a, a pretty rigorous application process, includes an interview, includes a bunch of profiling, a couple of online tests. Uh, a lot of that is to help measure uh, people's intent and drive, because uh, sales is not a uh, is not an impulse purchase. You know, you want to make sure that it's a direction someone wants to take their their career. Um, but the program itself is entirely online. It's 12 weeks, two hours a day of live workshopping. There's videos and material to watch, but it's a fair time commitment. At the end of the 12 weeks, people can participate in the internship optionally. It's not a requirement, uh, but it's an opportunity to get that paid experience. Uh, some of our grads prefer to launch right into their full-time career. Others prefer to have that internship. Uh, and then throughout that process, we're practicing, we're teaching interviewing skills. And so typically about half of our students are interviewing before they graduate. And the average time uh, between graduation and them landing their new roles is 17 days. And our grads are typically doubling their income as they're coming out of it and they're landing a new job. So it's, like I said, the, the transformation in people's lives has been amazing. We have people who've been selling advertising, we have people who are pastors, people who are working in the oil and gas field. It's, it's been quite, quite the journey. Yeah, I think that that's, I think that that's incredible right there. Um, are there, are there, are, are, are there sales schools out there? I'm sure that you can go take a course in, 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 in how to sell, but has anybody been as, as, as thorough as, as y'all have been? It's an, interesting, uh, it's an interesting gap. There are very experienced and robust sales training organizations. Yeah. You look at uh, the fine, fine folks like Carnegie Mellon, Miller Hyman, uh, and these companies tend to focus on selling to other companies. They say, hey, I'm going to come in. I'm going to sell you a $500,000 training program. I'm going to train your team of 500 or 1,000 reps. And, and they do great, great work. Um, that doesn't help you train one or two people at a time. That individual training tends to be dominated by uh, kind of small courses here and there. Spend mm -hmm. a couple of hundred bucks. You learn how this one kind of trick or tip works, how to use this one tool. Um, there's nothing out there that really takes that depth. The closest would be like a college or university program, and only 2% of colleges actually have a sales program. Yeah. Um, we see it growing. Like there's more picking up, but like I said earlier, if we wait just on standard post secondary, they're going to be 80 years too late. So, we're, right. Uh, <laughs> we're trying to solve that now. There is a greater need. And how, how are you thinking about uh, full time versus um, contract work? Like W two versus ten ninety nine. Totally, it's it's a it's a very very real conversation, particularly in the sales space. Um, the part that's interesting is there are a lot of sales careers that are full on commission. You're going to be a contractor in those cases and in those situations. Uh, and when people think about sales, they tend to think about that. Um, that's dominated by a lot of uh, financial sales, real estate, insurance, things like that. In tech, by and large it's usually salaried work. So you're earning mm -hmm. some kind of a base, some kind of a commission. Uh, entry level roles are things like, uh, you know, 30, 40, $50,000 base, same amount and potential commission. Uh, and then like senior sales roles, you're talking about like 
100, $200,000 base, but up to hundreds of thousands in commission when you're selling really large software products. So, so huge range in it. Most of those roles are employee based um, because of the way the tech company is typically offering options as well, the way they're structuring the roles and the responsibilities. Um, that, that's kind of like the level what's in the field right now. But you asked my opinion, the part that I think is so exciting, so exciting is that when you learn the fundamentals of sales and you learn how to apply that in the tech space, you have exceptional job mobility. And a lot of people think that, hey, to land that sales job, I need a deep Rolodex. Like if I'm in medical devices, I know all the doctors, now I can only work in selling medical devices. In tech, it's actually much more about the fundamentals. Can you understand the needs of a customer? Can you quickly understand their industry? Can you run that process? Are you willing to say no if they're a bad fit? If you have those skills and those fundamentals, you can switch industry and you have so much mobility. It's whether you're on there as an employee or an independent contractor, you really do have the autonomy of being your own boss. You have control in that situation. And that's that's what's so liberating. Less about the contract mechanic and more about that complete autonomy. I love it. Very cool. Well, Joseph, Savage Nation is ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? Absolutely. The big thing I'd say is think about your career as an investment, as a business. Be deliberate. Do you invest in yourself? Do you invest in your systems? And think about it that way and you're at Lidl and, and find much bigger rewards at the end. Well, I think that, that is great stuff. That definitely gets it. Come on. Come on. Joseph, thank you so much for coming on. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you and how can people get involved with the program? Well, you can always find me, uh, connect with me on LinkedIn. Uh, look up Joseph Fung. Uh, I'll be right at the top of the search there. Uh, you can also hit us up at Uvaro, U-V-A-R-O.com. Uh, or if you want to reach out, you know what? My calendar is actually up online. You can take a look at that at uva.ro slash Joe. And feel free. Book 30 minutes. Happy to chat. Nice. Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Joseph your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to uvaro.com. It's U-V-A-R-O.com. You can find Joseph, Joseph on LinkedIn and then go and hop on his calendar as well. Thanks again, Joseph. Thanks, George. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight. We are all in this together. Spending too much time on social? Is your daily screen time over two hours? Are you a little bit overweight? Not saving enough money? Any or all of these are familiar. Strive could be for you. The Strive two-week online boot camp will help you to detox your mind, body, and money, getting you on your way to a happier, healthier, wealthier, and more confident life. Go to strivedetox.com, S-T-R-I-V-E-D-E-T-O-X.com, and get your mind, body, and money right.